I have tax to pay and I have a leave to live. Hey, I love USA. USA respect. This is the MMA Love Podcast, episode number 55. If you are listening to this today, you I mean, you are truly a hardcore MMA dork in every sense of the way. Like, listening to this podcast makes you a, a hardcore MMA dork, of course. But if you watch these cards we watched, probably pretty hardcore. And um, as it was a special weekend of MMA... We bring you a very special episode of the MMA Love Podcast. This is Love from Liverpool. Good evening, party people. I am Matt, the spiritual leader of the hardcore MMA fans. As I said last time, my responsibility now is global. No no more Central Europe. And I'm talking to you from Zurich, Switzerland. And with me tonight, it's no it's no Luke this evening. It's it's your favorite Sean. You know him from our infamous roundtable shows. He has fought all the hitters. He watched every card there is. He has takes. He has dad jokes. And uh, he's here because Luke is not. <laughs> How are we doing, Sean? I am fine. Um bit exhausted from watching uh, three three long shows. Um, but I'm just out here uh, proving to Luke that there's levels to this business, yeah? Yeah, um, there's, there's, levels, there's levels to this. That's why he'll never he'll never make it as a top podcaster. Now, look, we 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 saw that Luke's performances went down <laughs> the last few few podcasts we did. Yeah, I think as soon as he started calling out uh, the the other podcasts and demanding uh, a million million dollars an episode, and then saying he was going to be uh, hosting the the Rogan show and on MMA fighting, I think we all knew. Yeah, we um, he was coming. A fall was about to happen. Yeah, it's uh, the high horse approach. Most likely doesn't work. But now uh, enough of this. So we we call this the we had three cards episode, and uh, we had to actually two listener questions, which is pretty exciting, man. One is from Jonas from Hawaii, which I hope we can make it happen. That that dude will probably go to the two Bellator cards next week in in Hawaii, so we'll have some live coverage from that one. But he wants us to give our esteemed opinion on open scoring, which, we'll pro- which of course we will do. And then um, there is another listener question, which, I mean, that is a good night to tackle this question. It's on judging and refereeing performances. And I mean, this this was... This is the, the prime example this weekend. Um, the prime example was happening in UFC um, Bilal Muhammad versus Vicente Luque, which we'll talk about. We'll also have uh, some very hot takes on McKee versus Pitbull 2, Bellator, Bellator, where no one wins in the end. And as you, as you said, you watched three cards. You were pretty bullish on, on watching Rising. Yeah, um, I'm always... I'm always happy to to watch Ryzen. Um, does, does they normally do have some good fights on, um, and you can you know that the intermission is going to be like an hour and a half. Yeah, uh, so you can you can pop out and do what you need to do. Um, 
still say that uh, you watch the cards. <laughs> uh, but Ryzen was, uh, I was interested in Ryzen because you had the, the, the Salsa title fight, mm-hmm. uh, as well as the, uh, Izawa versus, uh, Hamasaki, uh, rematch. Um, yeah, right. I mean, Ryzen, also... Ryzen is not a, it, it's not hidden. Like, w- people know about Ryzen, but I think not enough people watch Ryzen. So. That's that's probably that, but I didn't, so we'll have to rely mm-hmm. only on your, I mean, let's say lukewarm yeah, stuff. It, but I think it's a, the the time difference, and also um, we're European. Um, we have a lot of American listeners. It's not on at a great time for for either of us. Um, but uh, I believe they put the fights on without commentary onto their YouTube channel about yes. a week later, um, so you can still you can still catch up. And we are, we are in the camp of no commentary is good commentary. Also, we will we'll preview some upcoming MMA cards. Bellator in Hawaii, I mentioned. There is some, some UFCs next week. And I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Sean look some, some snippets I found during the week. I just want to hear your reaction. Listen, pal. Where where do you want to start this? Do you want to do you want to start with UFC? Because I know that people only most of the people only listen because of UFC. Yeah, that's, we that's had a, we had a fight. Around. We had a fight night. Yes, this fight night happened in the Apex in Las Vegas, which tells you about half of what you need to know about this card. What is your what is your overall feel? Like if you if you'd have to give me a one or two sentence wrap up of this of this card, what what left what was left with you? Underwhelming, um, I think. Uh, I wasn't expecting the best card anyway coming into it. Um, no, but I I just found the whole thing was just I don't know. Uh, I didn't enjoy it. Enjoy it that much at all, um, and the inconsistent uh, refereeing um, didn't uh, didn't sit well with me either. Yeah, I think um, I think if if one of the of the main talking points after a card is is some referee performances, which we'll we'll go into, and I mean, if that is the the thing that sticks. And none of the performances stand out, and none of the knockouts or the submissions stand out. None of the fighters could could make you more interested uh, uh, in their performances than than by the way Mark Smith or someone. Then, then uh, I think I enjoyed the I enjoyed the uh, the feel how uh, KO. I mean, there um, there is some good stuff in there, of course. But so that was a good KO. But then uh, I think he, I think he dropped the ball with the call out stuff where he wants to be on. Team Rock and work with The Rock and then call out Dana White for another fight next week or in two weeks. Um, yeah, but probably, probably, like, think, I mean, do fighters, in, in your opinion, do, do fighters have to work on their post-fight call-outs? Is it important what they say after after a fight? Uh, Does it change the course of history? I think it. I think it depends, and I think if you just do a, a generic call out of, um, just give me someone, or even if you say a name and it's just give me this person, good night. Um, 
yeah, it doesn't really do much for me. Yeah, it's, it's uh, the same. But, it's the same if you if you, if the, if these people have nothing better to say, then call out Conor McGregor, ask for a yeah. panty night, ask for fifty Gs. Uh, and well, um, and tell that it's it doesn't matter they they fight everybody that has been put in front of them it's like that it, that is basically saying nothing yeah it's just, it's just white think noise if you, if you think of like some good call outs like Diaz calling out Conor McGregor with the did stolen everything I wanted and whatnot uh, Tom Aspinall recently talking about drinking beers when he was calling out Tai Tuivasa perfect but if you if you put a little bit of character onto it yes. then it's going to stick with you a bit more um, so either don't call anyone out. And if you if you have if you have no character, I think, yeah, you just like, you just can leave. Like I mean, BJ Penn had a lot of character, but he was just. We talked about it like a last week or so. I'm not I'm not quite sure that he was just mic dropping after he said when he was asked, "Hey, BJ, what was what about the fight?" He said, "BJPenn.com." Drop the mic, walked out. I mean, that's fucking perfect. Yeah. Look, listen, you 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 jumped straight into Miguel Baeza versus Andre Fiallo, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Fiallo, he was stabbed a puncher, a boxer. But basically, basically, they they told him that he's a boxer. He, he could have worn one boxing glove. We we would be more sure, but that dude definitely is a boxer. And Baeza decided to box with this boxer, and he had some success. Of course, it's not they they tagged them themselves quite good. Oh, but then man, <laughs> he got the cricket wireless smart move of the night with just <laughs> spamming uppercuts and a crispy left yeah. hook that, that left Mabais uh, uh, on the floor. Do you like that? Do you like what you see? Yeah, I like that. I, like that, but, um, I don't recall his previous fight uh, against... Uh, I think he lost. But it, yeah, it, he, it was, he lost to, to Michel Pereira. Um, I, I don't think really that was, remember that fight. I think, the, I think that was a good fight, though. Yeah, um, but Pereira's normally in good fight, so um, I was surprised that I couldn't couldn't remember it because he likes to just throw some some wild stuff. Um, Why did this get the cricket wireless smart move of the night? How smart were these three or four uppercuts? Oh, I mean, why did you define them as smart? <laughs> <laughs> Surely, smart is deliberately fouling someone to win the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Get into yeah, that, uh, I think obviously the the smart move tonight's always going to be a knockout or a quick sub. Probably. Um, I mean, Fiyo is training with Sanford MMA and and Hooft. I think Hooft had about ten fighters on this card or twenty. Maybe maybe all of them were Hooft fighters. Mm. Probably probably half of the UFC roster is now Sanford MMA. So. You see a bit of the signature of of Hooft, which is get some striking in. Get some striking in. <laughs> I mean, I, I would like, I would love to see Hooft on the floor, like see him roll a bit, see see his Brazilian Jiu Jitsu experience or British Jiu Jitsu, by the way, which is proof which superior. Is of, uh, it's, it's, it's proven to be the best. Ah, I mean, Miguel yeah. versus Fiallo is a is a fight I'd I'd uh, I'd recommend you watch. Um, I definitely would have watched it at the time. Um, it's just not. It's just not ringing bells. Um, no. Let's let's get it. Let's get the the elephant in the room out of the way. The elephant in the room is Bilal Muhammad versus Vicente Luque. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, I thought the elephant in the room was how how they did my boy Beast Boy Dirty. Yeah, but, uh, I mean we we have to we have to group we have to group the referee discussion, the judges discussion, the fouls. We'll have to group that a bit because otherwise we'll be just every fight will be about what the referee did. L- listen, Bilal Muhammad, what your your favorite fighter? I don't. I mean, obviously that dude is very good in what he's doing, like. Is he on a seven-fight win streak now? Uh, if we're taking off the Leon Edwards one, I mean Leon so Edwards. Take off the Leon does, Edwards, uh, no contest. Does Leon Edwards? Uh, then yeah, it's seven. Does, does <laughs> Leon Edwards? Is 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 Leon Edwards? What is Leon Edwards? Uh, Leon Edwards exists, and uh, Kamara Usman's about to find that out in yes. July. Yes, good um, one. Yeah, you um, told that I've uh, always said. Uh, <clears throat> Bilal is just a solid fighter who just grinds away. Um, and I did mention to you and the others uh, the other day that he's sort of like a a diet version of Leon Edwards. I have, um, I have seriously, and I'm not hating on Bilal Muhammad. He has a good Twitter game, by the way. Dude is, dude is pretty funny. Why, why is nothing about him sticking out? Is, is is his competition so bad? Is he why is he able to just win but do does not he does not produce anything remarkable. I couldn't I couldn't pick out one of his fights if you'd blurred out the the faces, I couldn't pick it out. It's it's so generic. Not for me it's it's hard to watch fights like this. Like really hard. It it it's sort of like um you go back to those those old days of the uh, the early uh, tens of in the numbers, like uh, USC thirty or whatever. Like you know, if you think of like uh, the Matthews Militech. Yeah, but Matthews had some where, slams in there. Like he, that dude could that dude bump you on your head, for example. But it was just like we we come in um, and we just grind you. We we nullify you. Um, but they, those guys were, were slamming a take that but when it got down it was just, just lay and pray um, but you know I'd say it might not be memorable um, but obviously Bilal's just able to to neutralise these people like um, I think Luke seems to have the the wrong game plan with, with starting starting a bit slow um, especially in the rounds and uh, Bilal just seemed to to have that. What that what was back. Luke what was Luke afraid of? Because Luke is of course a banger. Like you know you know with Luke, that dude can produce action. That 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 dude can produce results. He can he can force his game. He can do stuff. He can make it exciting. What does people stop when they stand in front of Bilal? Like why are they so hesitant to do stuff? Is that is he afraid to look bad? Probably, I mean, you, but then if you're afraid to look bad, so you don't engage, then you're going to look bad and potentially give the fight away, and that's gonna that's gonna harm you harm you more. Okay, um, I'll ask you the question: Who is more boring to watch, Michael Chiesa or Bilal Muhammad? Uh, Bilal Muhammad, because Chiesa's done some soaps. <laughs> Probably, yeah. That that is welterweight. The welterweight division is such an exciting division. Like we saw with with Burns and Jimaev, 
We have Luke's most most of his fights he's pretty exciting. You have Usman as the champ, of course. They have people like Sean Brady or Magny or Thompson. Yeah, Ray, like Ray think, Cooper the third needs to be in the UFC. Pretty fast. I think you you mentioned Magny, um and he's sort of another guy who tends to um nullify people. Uh, but he he also seems like, I guess because he's also his own worst enemy in some fights. Um, Magni seems to do it a bit more excitingly. Usman <laughs> like is probably... He'll go in, Usman he'll is go probably in and he, yeah. yeah, Usman's the biggest nullifier. Um, but then he does have some nice uh, KO power when he when he wants to. It's... it's Yeah, I mean, we're lingering way too long on, on Muhammad versus Vicente Luque, but Muhammad called out... Colby. Colby Covey, yeah. Which is, a, that's that's a smart call-out. We talked before about you need to know what to say afterwards. We all know that Colby Covington hasn't beaten anyone in the top 20 or even an existing welterweight, <laughs> probably. <laughs> it, it's it's a good one because, like, if he jumps on the call-out Kimeyev train, yeah, no, then it just gets lost in the noise. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Although I'd lo- I'd love to see that. I mean, I'd love to see Bilal Muhammad getting get pushed get a bit more. Was he was he? Are you going to say get donated by Kimiev? But you know exactly what would happen. Uh, like, probably Kimiev would start. Kimiev will start uh, whipping all these punches, uh, not locking in the takedowns, and it'll just be Bilal just just walking to a victory exactly. again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. It's it's. Welterweight division at the moment could could use some fresh air, which I'm commanding Chimaev for. We need Ray Cooper. He needs to be in the UFC pretty fast, but yeah, it's. I'm not excited. What 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 matchup uh, with Bilal would excite you the most next? It's is it Colby? I mean, excite is uh, a <laughs> <laughs> a loaded word. Um. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, if you if you if we're taking Kimeyev out of the picture, um, then yeah, it probably will be Colby because I think uh, Leon will just um, jab him to death again, uh, but without the eye poke. Um, I th- and I think it probably nullify Burns. Probably, probably. Um, or maybe a Sean Brady fight. Why not? See if Brady, see if Brady can step up and. Yeah, I think Brady needs to step up and Blal, but I don't. I don't. I'm not sure if Blal would take that one, but Brady, I, I would be pretty excited to see these two. Yeah, let's let's um, move on, pal. This this yeah. this fight was. I mean, look, Blal needs to Bilal produce something for me. Blal, I know you're listening to this. I like your Twitter game. Be as exciting in the ring as you're on Twitter. Thank you. Um, let's go into Gaio Borayo versus Gachi Omar Gajatsev, I think. Two Contender Series alumni, MMA Factory Paris, Gachi. I, I wrote down, Gaio is a fucking problem, man. That dude is very, very good. Very nice ground and pound. Uh, again, this the back mount body lock seems to be the new move. Like, like the new calf kick is the back mount body lock, where you basically can't do much. 
to submit the guy, just control a, a dude for for three to four minutes. He, he, he did. He, he also effortlessly, effortlessly switched at the right time, and Gazi tried to free himself, <laughs> going for broke in the third because Caio was dominating Gazi. Did, did he get need in the nuts? Maybe. Uh, I think one word, there was a nut shot, yeah, and yeah. then there was uh, a second foul. And Miraliotta gave, gave, gave Borayo a bit of a break there. I don't think it hit, it hit the nuts, but does it matter, Sean? Because no, with about matter. a minute left, with about a minute left, he need him. Dr. Stoppage! You tell him Dr. Stoppage! <laughs> yeah, um... Sally for Barrio, you know, uh, or Sally for Gazi, it wasn't a doctor's stoppage, yeah, so it just goes to the guards. Um, but, like, I just, yeah, like, so Skinny Costa's dominating the fight and then decides to to throw to throw the illegal knee. Now, you could blame it maybe on the whole different... Um, Commissions having different uh, rules for for who or what isn't downed. Yes, um, but like it's just a blatant illegal. Neither stops the fight. So then we're we're going to the scorecard. Like you've docked my point. Yes. So that 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 is that that finishes the sequence of the foul. If as soon as you deduct a point, that nullifies the foul, and you have to continue with the normal procedure, which it basically did. By the books, he did everything yeah, good. But just, if you, you ducked in the point, you, you sort of say that he's done it on purpose. So if he's doing it on purpose, I think it should be. That's no, it. no, you can, you can, you can take a point, even if it's unintentional. If it had an effect, I mean, look. Yeah, if it's on it, yeah, I know. I, but normally, unintentional, it seems to be um, after a few goes. Um, I think. Uh, because Mark's because both bit. of the fighters we had the same like something similar uh, in Martin Budai versus Chris Barnett, and because because both of these guys couldn't continue and it, it's basically ruled a, a no contest, then it's a technical decision. Let's let's stick with the knee to the grounded opponent. Is Gashi playing with his hands there? Like there is no weight on this hand. And he's 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 basically playing with this position. Doesn't matter. I mean, I like obviously, like it, he's got need in the head for his trouble. Um, so <laughs> so it's not worked out well for him. Um, but if you've got um, a rule that can be exploited, then why not? I think not personally, personally, it? I think this is hard to consider to be a grounded opponent because you have no weight on your hand and both the knees are up so you're basically standing even even when he when he threw the knee he lifted him up a bit there is absolutely no weight there so i think gashi was basically done and he played with that position and i mean do you have to knee him there no because you risk you risk that of course it it, it will be ruled an, an illegal knee then that he that knee was very good i mean <laughs> that is a perfect knee to the head yeah, I mean, there's there's uh, over organisations where he could have done it. Uh, I think the, I think the rule oh. needs to be properly adjusted 
all over all jurisdictions that if you have no weight on this hand and if you have not a second part of you that is down, this this shouldn't be considered a, a grounded opponent. I even instruct people sometimes that if you just play with your hand and just put it a bit on the floor and take it back up, you beg to be kneed in the head and you should be able to knee someone in the head that is just playing with, with his hand. But that's the issue, isn't it, with the, the unified rules not being unified? Yes, exactly. Um, you know, you can get away with that in enough every other country um, because they'll just have one um, commission and body. So did the right guy win? <laughs> that is the hardcore yeah, anime fans I mean, question. Yes, yes, the right guy won. Yes. Yeah. Was um, it the same in, in uh, uh, Budai versus Barnett? Sadly, uh, yeah. <laughs> right guy um, won, man. Sadly, the right guy won, but I mean, I've got a few a few issues with that anyway. Yeah, the, so the elbow. Oh, let's no, let's, let's elbow. move on. Let's move on to the to the elbow. Yeah, so elbow on a a bloody downward downward elbow as well, like not even a nine to five. Yeah, not a nine to five. <laughs> twelve he's gone, to he's to gone, four. He's gone twelve thick. <laughs> he's gone twelve thick instead of ten to eight. Um, straight to the back of the head. Like that's a that's a double foul, yeah. Um, and you know uh, that's a goes to the scorecards because you can't continue. Yes, and then we're going with without our two and a bit rounds. So yeah, going to have a technical decision. Uh, but I mean, Barnett shouldn't have even been in that position anyway. If he's if he's got a, a broken rib, um, as the the corner was that confirmed? Ready or <laughs> I don't know if it's been confirmed, but it's it's. I think the corner might have thought he did. Um, the commentary definitely thought. Um, I mean, the thought commentary. He did. Come on. But I mean, that get the fu- get that, the fu- um, that got my uh, raised my anger a little bit. Um, because if the guy's got a broken rib, then the corner should not be uh, should not be sending him out and. Um, Dominic Cruz saying that the corner should make sure he's out and going out on his shield. It's like it's a broken rib. Like the, I mean, <laughs> look from from a referee standpoint, these are these two illegal strikes, probably. Especially the elbow to the back of the head. I mean, it's not like what happens frequently is that because a guy moves out of the way of very hard punches and turns around that some of the chain punching will... Like you can't even... It, it's almost not possible to to not strike the back of the head sometimes. Um, yes. But if you have the time, like, the, like Budai did, then you have to rule it intentionally. And it's a pretty hard thing to see, stop the fight, assess if it was intentional or unintentional, because what, what does that mean anyway? Isn't, isn't everything intentional? Because you're, you're basically... Intentionally, you're, <laughs> you're throwing your body parts, aren't you? So, so it's, it's hard. It's yeah, hard for the judges, uh, for for the referees to get this one right. I think also the knee, because like like I said, from from my vantage point, I wouldn't consider him a grounded opponent. But but then yeah, of course they they followed the rules, couldn't continue. It goes to the to the scorecards. It's it's the proper way according to unified rules to to rule this. So. Don't hate the referee too much for these because it's it's a hard situation to resolve. Uh, the right guys won, so we should be happy as fans, right? 
I just, I just like when the wing and punches are people because they're, they're flurrying and they're, they're finishing them off. They yeah, they can't clip the back there. But I think when you look at that, I just think it was this one was a bit more intentional. Like, it looks like a, an intentional foul. Now, if you want to make a fight over, go to the scorecards. That's fine. But you know, at least take a point off as well. You should do that. Yes, that is, I, I agree know, with this one. Um, if if if, I, if you like do one of these fouls, like let's say fish hooking or hitting the back of the head, which is, when it's clearly a back hit, which is not that easy to to decide sometimes. If you clearly need someone in the in the head, like Peter Jan did with Aljo, I mean, then you you definitely take a point. If the fighter can't continue, it goes to the scorecards. That is how the rules say. But would you? But- like but immediately why... disqualify Budai, for example. Like one, one or two elbows to the back of the head, disqualification. I mean, if that's the the rule, um, probably should be, right? Probably because should of, be. because otherwise, why why do we have fouls? Yeah, um, but I mean, you could ask why do you have fouls every week? Because um, it seems to be ridiculous. <laughs> um, but I do wonder if um, someone's had a word with with Dan. I hope so, because obviously he's left. Uday go without any punishment. Exactly. And then later on, he's reffing the Barallo fight. Uh huh. And then takes a point. It's, it's strange, but so I wonder because obviously Mark Smith took a point uh, quite early um, in the Nunes Hughes fight. Like that, Mark Smith. So we, wonder... we can we can go to Mark Smith. Mark so Smith. I wonder maybe if Mark Smith had a word with him. And I hope uh, so. Because Mark Smith, because as usual, does a pretty good job. But what I what I really loved it, it was was in which fight was it? Is the uh, Nunez fight? Mm-hmm. One warning, second eye poke, immediate point deduction. Perfect. That should that yes. should be the norm. Otherwise, otherwise, what, what are we even doing here? But yeah, because I think Mark Smith's good with with that, and he's is he the guy's quoted um, about your. Your limbs are always weapons. It doesn't matter exactly. if it's intentional or not. Exactly. Um, and obviously, it was the guy who made the Yarn uh, Aljo fight want the no t- the no contest. No, um, but he, that dude that dude did really good, and I think that that really should be considered the norm. One warning for eye poking. Uh, also, even for mummy guarding or stuff like this, you give one warning. Yeah. Maybe if the mummy guard is way out there, you just warn twice. But otherwise, it's it has to be a straight point auction. Also, in the second fight. Um, also an illegal an illegal knee. No warning, straight point deduction, which is the way it should be. Also, Doctor Stoppage, you tell him Doctor Stoppage. Very important. Doctor Stoppage is is the favored ref's way out. <laughs> I can't be beaten. I, I can't hate too much on the referees here. It's it's hard to. Do. I also think that some a bit more of the responsibility should be put on fighters, especially with the eye pokes, but also with the yeah, also with the um, illegal strikes, with the fouling, with the cheating. I mean, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying or stuff like this. But come I, on. I will say um, across the the three cards that I watched. Um, from the stoppages, uh, I can't think of any that were bad. That oh. normally we we have like you know, oh, the refs let it go on too long, or yes, that that the was ref, the t- or the refs or the refs called it early. Um, 
but I think this this weekend, I think um, pretty good. Right? Had, yeah, the, the, that's all been pretty good. I think it's just this the fouling. Um, maybe Croom took a bit too many strikes. Um, maybe maybe Laramie took a bit too many strikes. It could easily go to ten eight there, but yeah, I I agree with you. That's. I mean, if that is the worst thing we're talking here, that some guy won, which probably would have won anyway, yeah. and the resolvement of the foul was correct according to the rules, I mean, why even complain, man? Pal, listen, that's, uh, any, any, other, any other fight that stuck out to you for the UFC? Because otherwise we'll move on. No, not really. Um, just, yeah, wasn't... Yeah. Didn't really grab me. You can, I, I think you can watch Baeza versus Fiayo. That that's a good fight. I would, I would strongly suggest you, you put an eye on Caio Borayo. That dude, yeah. that dude seems to be fucking insane. Like that dude is a problem. Yeah, um, it's good to see uh, Drakkar close back. Yeah, uh, the Garcia Ronson fight wasn't too bad. Um, but um, yeah, I don't think it was, it was brilliant. Um, Shout out to to Switzerland's and Congo's own Angeloza. We lost. Um, Angel <laughs> he was coached by Henry Hooft and and Gilbert Durinho Burns. It didn't help him though much. Yeah. It, it wasn't particularly an eventful fight. Kickboxing changes, no threats of the takedown at all. And Lasses is known for loving Daniel Kinahan and his striking. So, I mean, for all yeah. three rounds, he, he was dropping him in the last round. So yeah, not not uh, after after losing it at Dana White contenders, Losa took this fight on four days notice or something like that. So credit for that. But otherwise, I wouldn't watch that. Alatengeli was good versus Kroom. Dude, dude just oh, rattled Kroom's wow. <laughs> brain. Yeah, but that's that's about it for that card. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't great. And I think the the issue um, that I always slag off Bellator's undercards for basically being full of. Amateur fighters kill themselves for two grand. Yes, um, but I just thought this this on the card was was awful. Um, yeah, and you've got DC calling out how uh, Sabatini showing uh, the quality increases as uh, as you move up the card. But like, why is he on a main card? As one I have of the no, names. I have no. I say still, I, you can you can call out the undercard. I mean, that's that's basic. Yeah. That that's a undercard that could happen. Anywhere on the planet, each and every yeah, weekend, think, didn't even deliver. Then at the end, so these guys didn't even. I I I haven't felt any urge from any of these undercard guys. Probably also because they're getting paid ten and ten. I don't know. Draco close was maybe maybe the closest. Oh, you see what I did there? Um, actually wanting to to produce something. I mean. Paniki and Saad and Landsberg decision. You that that's. I mean, it's it's not a good undercard. Also, the main card though. I I think you should call out the main card. I mean, if you're not a hardcore, I think the only name you know on that card is Vicente Luque and Bilal Mohammed. The others, yeah, the others um, you don't definitely. know. Yeah, um, and I think the issue is they've obviously they've got the ESPN deal and they've got to have an event every week. I mean, so I get, I'm not a hater of these cards. I love to to um, see talent there. I I didn't know or Boraya was not on my on my radar, but it should be more. Uh, someone else should look out for me. Yeah, I than think just for, for me when I started started watching, it was very rare. Um, so you had your pay per view, and you had big big ish fights anyway, and like the undercard were were solid fighters. 
And then as time's gone on, so because it, it used to be you'd have a the fight night might even be midweek, uh, or be being a being the off week, or you had the ultimate fight of finale, where um, it was more like you didn't have the big names on because it was more of a so of a contenders yeah, type I, card. And now it's like, well, we'll stick one big fight on, we'll throw a load of a load of uh, up and coming fighters on who may or may not be that good. But we'll throw the, we'll make it a full UFC branding, throw a big name on it. It's on ESPN, so therefore put it, put it in the apex, put it in the apex. It's a high quality card, and it's like, well, it's not high. Quality it will card. not. The apex like, didn't help this one, but it, you, that is a recipe for failure, and I think it happened in this one. And if you're Dana White, I think I'm, I'm sure Dana White doesn't know one single fighter on this card. Who did no. you say? I think, I think this Who is probably say? a kind of card. Um, that you should take on the road, probably yeah. Go go to a city uh, where you're not been for a while. <laughs> Maybe throw on some some uh, fighters from that area, yes. like Bellator does yes. with the undercard, and you'll get some you'll get some hype crowds, um, and it will come off a lot better. Um, but, let's yeah. let's continue the. I mean that that's basically it for the UFC. Um, yeah. Let's continue with other other cards where judging and refereeing performances probably are playing a part. Bellator, McKee versus Pitbull 2. Yes. The rematch. Also the finals of the light heavyweight Grand Prix. Let me ask you the question. And I asked this question in the forum as well, which for the listeners, um, you have an, uh, a chance to join our Discord. Just, yeah. just, slide, into, just slide into my DMs. Tell me why. Why? Why? <laughs> Just tell them that that you that you love MMA. Yes, uh, you're a huge Bilal fan, and you'll be in the shot. Um, what is more annoying? Um, McKee management, McKee MMA management, Patricky people um, calling out UFC champs. In every interview he ever does, or MMA journals thinking that Nemkov and Corey Anderson are the best light heavyweights in the world. What is what is the most annoying thing about this Bellator thing? <laughs> uh, I think the Pitbull callouts are number three. Mm-hmm. The McKee management number two. I think most annoying is how. Um, just because they've got like, because you could make a case for for Pitbull uh, and potentially McKee being at the top of the tree anyway. I'd say so. Yeah. yeah, like fine, you know, brilliant. Let's Why have, not? <laughs> but when they're doing with heavyweight and light heavyweight or uh, middleweight with Masasi, and it's like, yeah, no, it's we've seen these guys against the best. And the not the I mean, best. I would, I would do it. I would call Musasi the best, like middleweight in the world. I'm, I'm, but you have to pay me. Like, and these guys are not getting paid to say this. These guys are not getting paid to tell me that Nemkov or Corey Anderson are the best lead heavyweights in the world. Yeah. So what? What has Corey, uh, Corey Anderson shown? So I quite like him. I don't like his management, but I quite like him. But what has he shown in Bellator that suggests that? Uh, Jan Blakovic wouldn't KO him again. I mean that she, uh, Yishi wouldn't wouldn't like just. I mean Yishi could lose against him, 
no no doubts about it but he also could just ragdoll him in in a sense of like put put a striking whirlwind on 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 that guy mm-hmm. also I mean of course the name um Rakic Rakic would would basically just to take him apart from outside I I think I think it's just I mean Jan Blachowicz already beat him of course yeah <laughs> I mean he's, he's big he's big Glover uh, but that was a long time ago Look, before. that was 2018 Glover is that even powered, is that, that powered up um, in 2018, I, I, dragons roamed yeah. the woods of Switzerland. So that's yeah. I think he'd so go. I think he could. Um, he'd pop into like the potentially just pop into the top five. I mean, um, will we know because that dude decided to sign with Bellator, where he gets paid way more, as he said. Yeah, um, he gets he got 250 and then missed out on a million because uh, he threw a. Yeah, headbutt. let's go. Let's go into that one, the headbutt. The int- is it was this headbutt intentional or unintentional? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously he'll say it wasn't, uh, and that's just the way your body moves when you're throwing a, a strike down, mm-hmm. um, which he's known to do, by the way. But you know, you you are landing with your head first, so um, where's your fist if your if your head's already beaten beaten you to the to the punches, as it were? It's insane, um, man. Like that, that dude. I, it, I'm not sure if he wanted to throw the headbutt, but he but, also yeah, it, it's mean, also like probably he knew that that dude hasn't. How can I phrase this? I'm pretty sure that in his training sessions he headbutted a lot of people with, with his style. Pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just, but he's winning. He's winning the fight. Yes, he did. He, he, I mean, yes. Probably, of he probably knows. He probably knows he's winning the fight, and if he carries on, then he's not just going to win the fight. He's going to get that million dollar check. Uh huh. One million dollars. So that leans me back towards that it was accidental. But if if you're doing it uh, repeatedly, um. You know, then you need to you need to learn to uh, control yourself. Um, I'd say so. Your body is a weapon. Uh, <laughs> you, you, need to, you need to control your your weapons at all times. Um, so yeah, uh, I think and uh, uh, I think Nemkov had a had a look look bit of a lucky escape there. I'd say so. I mean, um, there is no winner. They did they did not decide on a winner correctly. Uh, so it's no contest. Uh-huh. Nemkov keeps the belt, and then no one's getting the million. I I, I think so. Where where is this so, million? Where is this million now, Scotty? I believe the the check was in the octagon with Corey's name on. I believe, and then was, <laughs> and then was removed um, during love me uh, during some. the time that they decided. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm guessing they're going to run it back because it was a no contest, dude. So can, does can, that mean when they run it back, is a million back on the line, or are they just going to be like two million? Hello, we've saved, we've saved our money. Um, <laughs> Nemkov, you can have your your eighty, and Corey, you can have your two fifty. Away we go. Like it's it's the it's the worst way to end this thing, and it's the it's the same thing as I say over and over again. Do people actually remember that this was the final of a tournament? Did, did did you remember? 
Uh, only because of the talk of the the million. Um, Nobody fucking remembered. Nobody. But it seemed to be like, uh, when was the previous round? Who, did you, do you know where who October? fought there? Bader, probably just the three guys who always um, fight. But well, uh, Anderson beat Bader, didn't he? I think that was uh, his coming out. Um, and Nemkov um, beat Angleleeks. So Anglicus, looking yeah. back, it looks like it was Davis, Anglicus, Nemkov, Anderson. Uh, Bader and uh, Jagshi Muradov. Because uh-huh. I think they did mention... Nailed um, it. Yeah, um, I've just brought the poster up. That uh-huh. was the quarterfinals, Nemkov versus Davis 2 and Anderson versus Jagshi Muradov. Because um, they'd mentioned on the card how he'd lost in the, the Grand Prix. Um, but it seemed to have, yeah, it seemed to have a lot less um, advertisements being a Grand Prix final. Um, compared to, like, the, uh, Pitbull AJ won. They made a big deal of the of it being the final. Um, so I guess it just got swallowed up by that by that rematch. Uh, but so, they didn't really make a big deal of it, which is uh, a shame because um, I think the Grand Prix uh, that Bellator do um, are a really good idea. The idea, I I'm not opposed to the idea. I just know that the idea never pans out. Never. It has never in the history. Of MMA panned out, but, but maybe some pride cards did. I think apart from maybe this uh, this next one where Pettis is now obviously withdrawn, um, I think the featherweight <laughs> one worked out all right. PFL uh, works works out for Kayla Harrison. We can PFL say that. worked out for Kayla, <laughs> Kayla Harrison, but I think the featherweight one worked out okay. Uh, I don't recall too many things go wrong uh, with heavyweight. Um, I think this light heavyweight one did have a few dropouts. So yeah, that hasn't gone. That hasn't gone great. What about the fight, though? I mean, pretty pretty clear. I mean, clear is it's it's an it's an overstatement, but Corey won this. Yeah, um, especially though as a those rounds two and three definitely just take him down, line him, get get some ground the pound in. Um, he didn't want to. It didn't look like he wanted to be there. Um, Nemkov in the, in those rounds, so he's had the lucky escape. Um, and he needs to to learn something from from Daddy Fedor um, about fighting wrestling. What about what about Corey Anderson saying that his own sportsmanship caused him? <laughs> he said he's, he's he admitted that he said he yes, had so <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He said obviously he said he's caught him and it's like right, okay, but. Uh, I'm pretty sure Frank Trigg was right on top of it. Uh-huh, I say so. Yeah, um, that, that, that was actually a good call. <laughs> so, like he's seen it, and I think he also checked the monitor as well. And um, when they were deciding on the the result, when Nemkov couldn't uh, fight on, um, so I think it would have been regardless if Anderson said held his hands up or not. I think they would have seen that it was a headbutt, and it would have been the same result. Now. <laughs> Enough of this fight. It bores me to death. How many times? Uh, let's talk about boring. Um, give me your best guess. How many times will we see AJ McKee versus Patricio Freire again? Zero. Are you sure? 
Is 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 um, is uh, McKee a, management a, done with Bellator? No, isn't McKee going to lightweight? He said he said that he wants to go to one fifty five. Yeah, and Pitbull said if he wants to rematch it, it'll be at one forty five. Okay, but he's but not going Sean, up. he can he can Sean, fight the other Pitbull. Sean, how many times? <laughs> I think we'll see them again, three or four. And they'll they'll fight forever in per, in perpetuity. Like, I think um, forever. If if they both leave Bellator, they'll fight again. Oh yes, oh pretty. If they both, if one, if they tap Bellator, um, it won't be while they're at Bellator. Rea- react um, to this. AJ McKee plans to unleash the beast at lightweight. <laughs> yeah, I mean if. You want to unleash the beast? Go for it, but you yeah. probably want to go and uh, train with Henry Hoof and uh, improve your striking and your striking defense. Yes, Sanford, um, but but McKee will it, will not do it. Let you down. I was going to say let you down today, but obviously it was a couple of days ago. <laughs> the McKee, um, the yeah, McKee think, family, the McKee family has has a thing. I mean, you have to be cocksure when you're a fighter. I I get that. Yeah, but um, they are so up their own asses with their. Supposed knowledge of MMA and how it works, and that they have to figure the game out, and they have figured out management, and they have figured out all the promotions. But just like he's loved, he's loved wrestling and and um, submissions previously, mm-hmm. and then he's he's decided to just he's fallen in love with his striking. Um, and obviously, he was he was successful in the first fight with it, and obviously, it led to the to the choke. Um. You know, and and you do need a good striking game to compete with the best, even if you, even if your end game is to to take it to the ground. How um, many times? How many times will Patricio now call out Volkov? Or let's 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 rephrase: Volkov versus Patricio. Well, I how does Patricio, that go? Uh, not Volkov. I'm sorry, <laughs> Volkanovski. <laughs> yeah, Volkov. Um, how would a fight go between <laughs> Patricio and Volkov? <laughs> I would think Volkanovski. Um, <laughs> just like we, we've discussed it, haven't we? Anyway, previous, like every time he fights, we have the discussion. Oh my God, how good did Volkanovski look? <laughs> why is he Why is he getting better? Um, I think yeah, I think Volkanovski um, would take that. Um, I think he'd look the bigger guy as well. Um, I think Volkanovski would would take uh, Pitbull. Uh, but Pitbull has also uh, spoken about the Rising Champ um, today. Um, so if there's any cross promotional stuff, I think that might be where where his eyes are, as opposed to Volkanovski. Um, but I think he'd beat. I think Volkanovski beats Pitbull. Probably Holloway beats Pitbull. Yes. What? Who else do we have? A featherweight. Pitbull like, beats Qatar. Pitbull beats Korean Zombie. Does Pitbull beat Ortega? I think that's a. I think that's a toss up. Does he beat Cater? You said that. No. I think he beats Cater. Are you I sure? Think he beats Korean Zombie. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Does he be okay? Now, now your your fellow country man, Arnold Allen. Allen. Does he beat? No Arnold one beats Allen. Allen. No. <laughs> Very good. Uh, he can yeah, no. be. He can be. Yeah, yeah. He can be Josh Emmett. Uh, 
Bryce Mitchell might be interesting. Yeah, of um, course. I mean, I'm not. Uh, listen, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hating on Patricio. I uh, that dude is a that dude is a tough ass fighter. He's surely top yeah. five in the world. Yeah, exactly. But, he, but he the, comes the, in, the constant he like why why even call out fighters? You there is no chance in hell are going to happen. I think like, like Coker again this week. Coker again this week with his yeah. Of course, we're open with co-promoting with the UFC. And I mean, why even waste the air? To utter these these thoughts, like it, I have no clue. Yeah, like Pitbull, like he never seems uh, like he's going to leave Bellator. So yeah, so why bother? Because uh, why you know you you're never it? going to co promote with UFC, and you're never going to leave. Um, at least AJ McKee has said that he will be a UFC champ. Yes. Um, and love it. It's potentially a free agent. The least he's being honest and is saying that he will change organization. He will fight people. But if you've never got any plans to to go elsewhere, then shut up. Exactly. But I mean, I guess uh, Pitbull's problem is he looks at the Bellator featherweight, uh, and then Aaron Pico is ranked fourth and is probably a top contender. What about what about the outing of? Of Aaron Pico, you you didn't seem to be a fan. No. Um, what did you I, miss? I know he, what what did? Well, why weren't you pleased? He's come out and he's dominated the guy. He's come in on short notice uh-huh. and has been selected to to uh-huh. get beat by Pico. You have to beat him. And say, like, and it's like, okay, well done. You've beaten him. Mm-hmm. You've done. You've done that bit. But it's taking you three rounds to do it. Yeah. Like pretty uh, pretty hard beat down though. It was a hard beatdown, but I just um, you look at the the guys he's fighting, and he's taking for this guy who's going to be the future, and it's a prototype of the the next best MMA fighter. He's he's taking a lot of time to beat uh, a lot of weakened fighters. Um, Sunshine Edwards, come on, man! Um, Why hate on the guy? Yeah. I think the for me the Pico stuff goes back to his debut, exactly, um, <laughs> where everyone had hyped him as being being unbeatable. It. Unbeatable, and then he just got choked out straight away. Okay, let's let's just and now everyone ignored it. Um, yeah, but put the brakes a bit on. I mean, Zach Freeman, the altar boy, by the way. That is, I mean, it's also the best win of that guy's career, and will will stay like this forever. It's like it's a bit like Tito Ortiz choking Ryan Bader. That, I think. I mean, it happened, just, of course. <laughs> I think when you when you you're building him up so much, and then you're still just giving him, basically giving giving him gimme fights, mm-hmm. but then you're also ranking him as number four. But what else can Bellator do? Because they, I mean, give him tough fights. Why is he not looking for tough fights? I don't know. Needs more. Send time. him over to Ryzen if they do yes. another co-promotion. Send him over to a tournament. Good, a good um, good segue, pal. Ryzen. I mean, any anything else on on Bellator? Yes, please. Uh Bobby Serrano the third. Oh my god. That knockout. Oh my um, god. You have to look it up. It will be on Twitter, it'll be on YouTube. It was delayed. <laughs> it was delayed. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Okay. Just a great, great knockout. Uh two nice quick submissions in the first two fights. Uh-huh. Uh and then Luna Socrates was just a, a brawl. Um just, I just feel bad on them because they both got uh, 2K uh, to show and to fight. Exactly. Like, 
like uh and like uh Luna's now one and oh and Socrates is zero and two. <laughs> like hopefully they can uh they can both get get a little bit of a career going from it and get more money. Hopefully they uh they will they will live long and prosper from their two and two the, contracts. Uh, the Vassal and Tim Johnson fight was just uh wild. Like uh-huh. just Good just fight. too big, too big meaty men just bum rushing each other, like just, just hilarious. That, um, is, that that would be a good podcast title if I wouldn't have given it. Two meaty men bum rush each other. That's that's I uh, like that. I uh, I also uh, I really like the Frank Trigg stoppage for Yagshimaradov mm-hmm. um, because he's caught Cavallo with a vicious vicious elbow, um, but then I think he's only thrown about like. Two punches after that. Who, whom do we give like, the whom do we give the referee of the weekend award? Do we give it to Trick or do we give it to Smith? Uh, Trick because Mark Smith just always consistent in you know that he's going <laughs> to. If be you're fun. always good, you're not uh, qualifying forever for a, for a for an award, man. No, unless everyone's awful that week. Um, but I think Triggs had some criticism, maybe from yourself. <laughs> um, I, I mean, thought this was a really good stoppage where just saying, it didn't look like anything was getting thrown, but you could see Carvalho was was in danger and not doing anything. Exactly. Um, and called her off straight away. Um, just to defend myself, Trick, if Trick could work on his positioning, just just say. <laughs> Smith is always there when it when he needs yeah. to be. Um, we, we have to move on. Uh, Bellator actually, of course, the better the better card. Like if you if you want to watch some good MMA this weekend, and you have not uh, you have you have not have enough time, Bellator probably the wise choice. But then Ryzen then we was have happening Ryzen too. Ryzen thirty five. Give me give me a, sm- a short word. recap. I couldn't watch this one. Uh, Roberto de Souza. Uh, versus Johnny Case. Um, obviously, Souza, but the Souza, if you know anything about him, uh, submission, submission expert. Uh, so, uh, he was grappling all over, all over Case. Uh, jumped on, jumped on top of Case and got, uh, got a triangle on Case. Uh, so Case was backpacking him. Uh, and then Case, uh, grabbed the leg. To to loosen the Salsa up, uh, and then straight away the Salsa just uh, turned it into a just uh, into a sub, and just straight away, pow, um, got got the tap. Um, the guy, but um, I was going to call him a spider, but I've already called uh, someone else a spider um, instead. <laughs> but yeah, just. Um, Gets the triangle, Case makes a mistake, uh, and then yeah, gets the um, gets it, gets him down, and then gets the the armbar or choke to to finish um, the the triangle choke on the neck. Um, just a really nice finish. Uh, then you also had uh, Izawa versus Hamasaki rematch. Um, so Izawa is has only trained for two years. Um, and she beat uh, Hamasaki in a well, not an exhibition, uh, in a non-title fight uh, last time out. Uh, and then today she's come out and uh, absolutely um, 
glitter. Um, but she's she's wild. Um, she was she was caught in a, an armbar at one point, um, and de- decided the way to defend her was by throwing up kicks uh, into the face of Hamasaki. Um, at one point, um, she had a a crucifix position, um, and then went from a crucifix into an inverted triangle. Um, she's she was just throwing. Uh, all kinds of offense out, and she's, uh, I think she's 24. Um, I say she's only six to know, um, but she just, uh, she's just dethroned the, the queen of atom weight. Um, so really excited to see, to see where she goes out next. Um, would you, I guess, would you advise people to watch Rising 35 or Bellator? Uh, Ryzen, because uh, you can see Bellator all the time. Exactly. Um, You've seen the matches. Ryzen, <laughs> You've seen, seen the fighters. Like, <laughs> uh, Ryzen's going to give you something funny. You get a fresh look, a, man. A fifty-two-year-old man, uh-huh. coming in at forty-one to thirty-three. Love it. Fighting a Davidson, but a karate world champion. Uh-huh. Takes a knee to the face, mm-hmm. uh, but stands up and then just knocks the uh, knocks the other guy out. Fifty-two, and he's out there uh, derailing type trains. Um, just a, a brilliant knockout. Exactly. Uh, by Carlisle was on the card. Uh, Bellator let him fight on it to realize a dream. Um, I was a bit gutted because he won, uh, <laughs> but he had. I don't even know how he, he got the, the, the choke, really, but uh, Takeda was in grappling, and he just he locked up the guillotine so tight, and I think Takeda was unconscious uh, within seconds. Um, yeah, just a fun card. You can see a heavyweight falling out the ring in celebration. Um, cool entrances, cool music, um, and you can watch it on YouTube without the uh, delayed commentary that you always get. Um, on on the rise events at the minute because they're not allowed in Japan. Um, but yeah, just a, it's just a fun card. Yeah, I mean, for, for to to sum up these these three cards, I mean, it's there is nothing really standing out here. There there is some good fights there, but we need we need more. We need we need all of these promotions to to ramp it up. And yeah, I, I mean, I'd, I'd I'd like to see De Souza, uh versus Pitbull if they go back to the probably Bellator good idea. versus if they go back to the Bellator versus Ryzen stuff. Um, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to see that. Um, so I think yeah, I'd like to see where Isawa goes next. Um, I think there was some talk of her name was brought up to Delboni, but uh, oh yes. <laughs> Look, uh, um, for, 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 Rising, for, the, um, for the show's sake, pal, we have, yeah, let's go. We have to, we have to move it on because, yeah, <laughs> so, the hour is gone. It is all over. Let me, let me hit you with some stuff for the, for the end of the show. We had the Reebok. Oh, no, let's, let's do something first. We had, I mean, the listener question from Bjorn. Thank you for, for this one. Good night to tackle the judging and refereeing performances. Um, to sum it up, 
it's not that easy to ref. It's not that easy to judge. I think it wasn't it wasn't a bad weekend for for judging and refereeing. Would you agree? I think it was a bad week for that question. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think any other week we would have been able to to sit here and uh, discuss uh, cards. I think there's only one um, I disagreed with. Um, yeah. Which was one of the UFC fights, um, but I think otherwise it's been yeah it's been a good, um, it's been fine judging. But um, I think there's issues with with judging, um, and if now, the talk that was flying around during the week um, that judges uh, have been had the suggestion made to them uh, to reduce the number of ten eight rounds. <laughs> Um, after a fight in October or November, that's just and they're doing it, then that's just absolutely. Uh, I don't know. We stupid. can we can go straight into the listener question from Jonas from this one. Um, Jonas from Hawaii asked us about our opinions on open scoring. Now, the first thing we have to talk about is this scoring and judging discussion that happens all the time. Like ten eight system, a ten 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 nine system is shitty. You don't have to give ten eights. Um, like. The first thing is, if you want to have good judging, it doesn't matter what kind of metrics you use, what kind of system you use. You just have to have judges that know what they are watching. And you have to have pretty clear criteria, which I don't think the criteria is that bad. Of course, there is some some stuff in there that is a bit... It's not objective enough. Like, what is effective striking for example <laughs> but now people are suggesting more and more like some small podcasts out there Ariel Hawani for example he's actively campaigning for open scoring yes. which they think now this will be the thing that solves the problem that most of the judges that are at least in America doing this job have no fucking clue what they're watching open scoring um, will will be the salvation. What do you what do you think? What is your what is your take on open scoring? Will it will it make MMA better? Right. If I'm, um, I'll do the bunny ears. If I'm a bad judge, right. If I'm Doug Crosby or Adelaide Bird, right. Mm-hmm. You're going to see my scorecards at the end, like regardless. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to see what I've scored that fight and how like what rounds I've, I've scored to ever. So why do I care if you see it during the fight? If I if I if I'm completely wrong or not completely wrong, if I'm against the other two judges on a round, like are you coming over to me in the during during the fight to say oh you were wrong there? Dude, You're wrong there, Sean, or oh, change dude, cards. I'm no? telling you, that is that is exactly what is the main reason against open scoring. Corners like I have my fair share of experiences with corners. Corners will assault judges they disagree with and that the higher the stakes the more assault will is going to happen but, well and also <laughs> if you come over and start screaming at me that i'm wrong i'm wrong i'm wrong go guess what like i'm probably then going to be against your fight a little bit yes um, it's human nature so maybe i'm going to then deliberately it's also like rate you higher in some parts we like, have and we have experience with open scoring like Glory, for example, does open scoring. Invicta does open scoring. Is there any indication that this made fights better or that this 
made it more fair for the com- for the contestants that it swayed a guy that was behind two rounds to all of a sudden think okay now I'm behind two rounds now I really have to change how I'm fighting is are you even able to do that when you see the but scorecard if you're in this sport you've seen an MMA fight I assume you've seen multiple MMA fights if you're in the sport um, fighting because you've been a training camp so unless you've just turned up to a gym by yourself, then turned up to an event to have a fight, you're going to have seen previous events. And you're going to know that judging is inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So why are you going in there just looking for a decision in that case anyway? Like, oh, I'm getting beat. Now I'll go for a finish. Go for the finish from the start. Do you really think, I read an example, I think, or maybe I made it up myself. Like, I'm telling you, I made it up myself. A figure skater, midst their performance, sees that the scores, the ratings from the judges is not in their favor. Do you think they are all of a sudden do a triple somersault? Because they think, oh, now no, I'm, no, I'm back. I, I just don't see it. I mean, would I be opposed to open scoring? No. But do, you th- do I think it makes a difference? Besides, judges will be assaulted? No. Yeah. It's like... The, the the unknown thing is something that probably you have to live with. And probably if you know it, are you really sure you, you'd be able to change the way you fight? I I don't think so, man. Sometimes fighters aren't even able to change when their corners telling and they're not they're behind. We had AJ McKee and his father telling him that he's in that he's winning every round easily. Sound the opposite. <laughs> Why would you ever tell your fighter that they're winning a round? I, I have no clue. Like That doesn't help. I, yeah, that, is, that is actually the best take for, for this one. If you're a corner, is, never tell your guy that he's winning easily. <laughs> and, you know, these guys love going on social media anyway and watching a fight five times to be like, oh, now I've seen the round. I would rescore that a different <laughs> Exactly. Thing. So it just means that they're going to be re-watching rounds uh, after the first round when they disagree with the judging to be like, oh, actually, no. That is a ten nine the other way. Ooh, that's that is a ten eight. So for for me for me to sum it up, open scoring is for me the same as talking about um, having different point systems, like not ten nines or ten tens, but instead thirty or ten nine and the, the half the half point rounds they they suggested for a while. That will come back this year. We'll, we'll talk about half points that will make it better. Um, I just open don't scoring see is the uh, the equivalent. Of making fighters exciting by getting them all to call Conor McGregor out. <laughs> I I see no difference whatsoever if you implement it or not. It will not change bad decisions from judges. It will not change the way fighters fight. I'd, if you're if you're a good coach, then surely um, you should know if the game plans are working or not without someone flashing a judge's card in your face. Absolutely. And then there is the responsibility of judges. Um, there is also a bit of a culture that you are able and allowed to make mistakes. I had some judges make mistakes. Of course, I made mistakes as a ref. Referees make mistakes. Fighters make mistakes. I mean, it, we have to live with it. It's a chaotic sport. Um, it's a subjective sport sometimes. Like the the back mount body triangle is a good example. It's just a control position. <laughs> but if you have a, a guy controlled for four minutes, 
but he was in no danger of getting finished. Is that a 10-8 round or not? Maybe. If you like grappling, sure it is. If you like striking, sure it isn't. <laughs> I mean, so Jonas, open scoring, no. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> we don't need referees. Um, yes. If if they implement it, okay, why not? If they implement half points, why not? It will not change anything. The only no. thing that will change is that you have judges that uh, know what they're watching and constantly watch fights and reflect on their decisions afterwards, and not just go out on Twitter and say, "I know, the, I know best what I saw." Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Uh, one last thing. We're, we're way over. I think. I hope way this. Over. I hope this records. Um, your favorite fighter, Conor McGregor. He's back. Doctor Stoppage. Doctor Stoppage. Tell him Doctor Stoppage. He showed some photos on Twitter, on Instagram. He's back training. He's back sparring. And um, Sean, according to these photos. Greg's is unbeatable, unhittable. Yes. Is it is it is it time that he's getting back? Is he is he will he get the title back? Uh, isn't he? Hasn't he just said he's he's going to be a, a three weight champion? Yes. So isn't he coming to world weight? So he's not getting it back. He's getting a new one. Hopefully. Um. Yeah. Um. Good luck, Connor. Um. <laughs> You can have Bilal in your first fight back and just, and just do yes, nothing. Yes, nice fight. Nice <laughs> first fight back. Bilal Muhammad versus Conor McGregor. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have... Um, it get, I mean, that would give him someone um, who will play with him in the build-up as well. Exactly. Like, he's not going to um, just stay quiet and while Conor did everything. Um, I can see Bilal going... Uh, Dan Hardy Photoshop on him. Yes, um, very good. Yeah. Uh, one last thing, we we saw the compliant the compliance. Sorry, the compliance payout for the, wearing the uniforms, Venom uniforms. We sent the Luke and Bilal Muhammad both made sixteen thousand US dollars. Yes. In today's market, do you think Metal Militia? Or any other clothing company would pay Bilal Muhammad more to wear their T-shirt to a to a fight. A uh, NFT company would. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah. Love me some uh, NFTs. NFTs or some sort of uh, crypto. Um, Dude, how awesome would there. it be? How awesome would it be if they could wear, if they could wear like if you could could project some some of your NFTs to a fighter's uh, shirt? That would be awesome, man. Oh, you! I'd have your, I'd have some your NFTs. NFT, like whatever you're going to be. Um, I think we had uh, something ape was a big one in the UK mm-hmm. uh, for a little bit. Um, celebrities drawn to look like chimps for yes. whatever reason. That's uh, so what you do. You can put your logo on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you envelope, throw a QR code on the shirt. Yes. So the fans can scan it live or through the TV screen to go straight to the uh, the page to buy your NFT. I love it. By the way, by the way, one guy. I think it was 
some Canadian fighter, PFL fighter, what is the name? My God. He said that he put a his his um, Bitcoin wallet as a as a QR code on his T-shirt, and he wore it during the week, and he he get he got six thousand dollars in Bitcoin. So probably a good idea, man. And um, obviously the the UFC guys can't do it, no, um, because, because they're locked up. Yeah, crypto. But Bellator, Bellator guys. <laughs> Crypto.com. You're in there. You're being told you can have anyone who can sponsor you, uh-huh. and it will make up for the shortfall. So yet you've gone in, and you're now not even getting twelve grand a fight. You're only getting two, but you can make your millions on your sponsorship. Yeah, because they so, yeah. throw a QR code on it. So we'll we'll do an NFT podcast next time. And uh, with that, I think I think we're done here. I think we 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 way over time. I hope this uploads, man. Yes. It is all over. Have a wonderful week. Thanks, Sean, for doing this. And Thanks for having talk me. to you later. Join the Discord. Doctor, stop it! You tell him, Doctor, stop it! Just you saying, lol, you're a proper helmet. Hey, I love USA. USA respect.